KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. You'd never guess what the best part of the new Twilight Saga turns out to be. It isn't blood-sucking monsters doing their thing, although there's some of that to feed the franchise. This tale comes to its fullest flower one night during a wintry storm inside a tent when a shivering Bella is attended by her two newly polite and darn near all-American suitors. Edward, who plays for the vampire team, is not the one to raise her body temperature, so he defers to Jacob, who plays for the werewolves, and then the two guys have a civilized discussion about who's really right for her. I can't pretend that Eclipse, this third episode, instilled a fever in my blood, but it didn't leave me cold. For the first time in the series, I felt like I'd seen a real movie. Which is more than I can say for The Last Airbender. Never mind that the little kid flapping his arms to whip up the waves looks like a pouty-faced version of Mickey Mouse as the sorcerer's apprentice, or that the movie looks no worse if you take off your 3D glasses, or that its default color is murky purple and its default mood is morose, or that M. Night Shyamalan's big-screen live-action version of the Nickelodeon cartoon TV series constitutes a form of Chinese water torture— There is a serious mystery here, and it extends to the highest levels of Hollywood's decision-makers. Why did any studio executives think the results might be better? The filmmaker has simply delivered another version of what's become a classic M. Night Shyamalan film, only much bigger than before and therefore mind-bendingly turgid. The young hero of the title is played by a 12-year-old newcomer named Noah Ringer. Judging from an informal interview that you can find on YouTube, Noah is personable and lively when he's off screen. On screen, alas, he is neither of those things, thanks to the reverse wizardry of the director. No one else can be blamed when an actor's had no professional experience. It's painful to watch him struggling with his stupid lines or doing nutty dances to augment the water-bending effect of all those arm flaps. All of which brings us back to the question of expectations and how Shyamalan keeps getting work. Eleven years ago, he electrified the movie world with The Sixth Sense. He followed that up with two flawed but intriguing features, Unbreakable and Signs. In the past eight years, though, his movies have gone from bad, The Village, to worse, Lady in the Water, to worse, The Happening and his hallmarks have become stilted language, robotized acting, glacial pace, ponderous style, dramatic ineptitude, and negligible energy. I never meant to make this review an exercise in career assassination, but I can't help thinking of all the lavishly talented filmmakers in this town who have earned and never gotten a shot at big-budget success. What's the secret of this guy's failure? I'm Joe Morgenstern, and I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.